Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Alexa. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. And once again, welcome to the show. As many of you know, this is called The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, and this is a podcast. Make sure you download my podcast to any of the podcast platforms. I have a lot to talk about on this show, including what are the Atlanta Falcons going to do about their offensive line coming into this game against the Buccaneers. The Atlanta Braves drop a game to the Colorado Rockies 5-4. to four at Truett's Park last night. But the Phillies lost too, so they didn't lose any ground. And with NBA training camp approaching in the next couple of weeks, what are the expectations for the Atlanta Hawks? All right, everybody, let's get right into the show. Many of you Falcons fans are worried about this season. Yes, it's only one game, but losing the way they did to the Philadelphia Eagles at home against a second-year quarterback is unacceptable even for a rebuilding year. Head coach Arthur Smith has got to be disappointed, and I don't know if he is going to be able to fix this. They got a new GM, new coach. Yes, they're rebuilding, but one thing that is going to snake bite them all season long is the offensive line if they do not fix it. Jalen Mayfield has been the talk in the city. He has been pedestrian at best, and I really think Matt Ryan could have helped playing in the preseason. I understand you don't want him to get injured, but Matt Ryan has a new head coach. He's got to know this offense, and he has got to work with his offensive line. His offensive line has holes. He's got to find holes in his game that he needs to fix. They got to get the run game going. I thought that Cordell Patterson did pretty good. Seven carries for 54 yards. Make him the featured back. Seriously, make him the featured back. I don't know if Mike Davis is the answer. Cordell Patterson was averaging 7.7 yards a carry. Mike Davis, they gave him the ball 15 times. He only had 49 rushes. He's not an every down back, and he's not one of the great running backs that they picked out in free agency or in the draft. Why didn't the Falcons address the running back issue in the draft? You know the 49ers got a running back in the sixth round named Elijah Mitchell who ran for 100 yards against the Lions. So many question marks going into this week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That game is going to be the 4 o'clock game on Fox. And guess what? Tampa is favored by 12 and a half. It looked like that line went down. They were, I think they were favored at one time by 13. So the line went down. Tom Brady, who is a pocket court, he's a pocket passer, not like Jalen Hurts, who runs in, in the pocket, who runs with the football. Tom Brady's got weapons. There's mismatches all over the field. I know that this is a division game, and the Falcons played them tough last year. One game, they were up 17 to nothing on the Buccaneers, but this is looking bad for the Atlanta Falcons. Now, after this game, they start 0-2. The schedule gets a little bit easier. They take on the Giants up in New York, which also has a bad offensive line. And then after that, they take on the Washington football team, and that could be a nightmare for Atlanta if Chase Young has his way. And then after that, they travel across the pond to play a game in London against the New York Jets. And we're not sure what type of Jets team we are going to get. But I'm glad that football is back 
The ratings are up 7%. The stadiums are full. It feels like when you're watching a football game that we're not even in a pandemic. I just love seeing the fans, and that's the one thing that we missed as football fans last year is having empty stadiums, cardboard cutouts, artificial noise. It's just not football. The Braves dropped Game 1 to the Colorado Rockies 5-4 last night at Truett's Park. Thanks to Trevor Story going deep, Tuki Toussaint takes the loss. The Braves did rally with Adam Duvall hitting a two-run homer, keeping it close in the eighth inning but it just wasn't enough. Luckily, they did not lose any ground because the Phillies lost to the Cubs. So the Braves will take on the Rockies tonight as Husakar Yona will take the mound. And then after this series, they will have an afternoon game on Thursday. So in this four-game series, they got an afternoon they got an afternoon game on Thursday and then they will head out to Hartsfield-Jackson and fly all the way to the other side of the bay. It's going to be a day off practically because of the time difference, but they will take on the San Francisco Giants for a three-game series out at Oracle Park in San Francisco. As the season is winding down for the Major League Baseball teams, the San Francisco Giants are still in first place in the NL West, and the Dodgers clinched a postseason berth. No surprise there, as they defeated the Arizona Diamondbacks as Tony Gonsolin got the win. And right now, they lead the wild card. The team that's in second in the wild card, surprisingly, is the St. Louis Cardinals. Coming out of nowhere, they have won four straight. They have taken advantage of the Padres and the Reds with losing streaks. And if the Cardinals get into a one-game playoff, it doesn't matter who they're playing. The Cardinals have the postseason experience that could get the job done, especially if they throw out Adam Wainwright. They took on the Dodgers in a three-game series. Wainwright ended up dueling the Dodgers and ended up getting the win. The Cardinals are a very dangerous team. You do not want to see them in the postseason. Over in the American League, these division races were set a long time ago. The Tampa Bay Rays, they got a nine-game lead on the Toronto Blue Jays, Yankees, and the Red Sox. All three teams in the American League East are nine games back of the Rays. The Chicago White Sox running away with the division in the Central, and the Astros have a six and a half game lead on the Seattle Mariners, which the Oakland Athletics have fallen off a cliff. They're still 77 and 67, but they're out of the wild card chase. Looking at the wild card chase, the Oakland Athletics are three and a half back, and the Mariners, the Mariners, the only team that has never reached the World Series. I would love to see the Mariners get into the postseason. I think that would be a very good story for the city of Seattle, who has the Seahawks, they have the Seattle Kraken, the Seattle Sounders. They have a lot of championship pedigree in that city, and the Emerald City deserves to have a baseball team in the World Series. Seattle is going to host the All-Star Game in 2023. I like Starbucks. All right, we will have the NBA training camp starting in a couple of weeks. And according to this poll on ESPN.com, they are predicting that the Brooklyn Nets are going to win the East. Remember, the play-in group is still going to be in play for the upcoming 2021-2022 NBA season. So 10 teams from each conference will get into the playoffs, but it's only the top six that do not have to play in the play-in group. That's a one-game playoff series. The season will open October 20th as the Boston Celtics will take on the New York Knicks and the Denver Nuggets will take on the Western Conference champs, Phoenix Suns. On Friday, you got the Brooklyn Nets taking on the Philadelphia 76ers, followed by the Suns and the Lakers. 
And the NBA experts don't seem to like the Atlanta Hawks as many of them are predicting them to finish fourth or fifth. In my opinion, I think the Atlanta Hawks are going to be better than they were last year. Yes, they caught some breaks with the injuries to the Brooklyn Nets and the incompetency of the Philadelphia 76ers in the playoffs. But Atlanta's going to have a healthy DeAndre Hunter and a healthy Cam Reddish inserted into the lineup. And they will continue to improve. And they have a lot of depth. And Trey Young is a superstar. I'm really looking forward to the season. The preseason games will start October the 3rd. Looking at the first preseason game, the Atlanta Hawks will take on the Miami Heat on October the 4th. Probably not going to play the majority of their starters. It was very it was very fun watching the Hawks in the Summer League. I'm looking forward to seeing Jalen Johnson and Sharif Cooper, the two talented rookies. Jalen Johnson looks like he could be a star in this league with what he did in the Summer League. All right, usually Tuesdays and Wednesdays, we don't have football. So it's a slow sports day for both days. Last night, ESPN 30 for 30 showed the broadcast premiere of Once Upon a Time in Queens. Parts 1 and Part 2 aired on ESPN last night. Parts 3 and 4 will air tonight. It's a story of the 1986 New York Mets. I like the show. When you think about the 86 Mets, you think about the Boston Red Sox blowing that World Series win where they were one out away from winning the World Series for the first time since 1918 and the ball goes underneath Bill Buckner's glove and the Mets win the World Series. Well, not at that play. The Mets won game six. They came back and they won game seven to win their first World Series since 1969. Remember, in the 70s and 80s, this team was bad. In the beginning of the 80s, this team was bad. They acquired a lot of flashy players they had swag. They had players like Daryl Strawberry, Doc Gooden. They had Bob Ojeda. They had Gary Carter. They had the late Gary Carter, which I was a fan favorite of him because he also played for the Giants. And this this team was hated by a lot of people, but they're also loved by a lot of people. And so I'm looking forward to watching the rest of this series. And I'm also looking forward to watching season two of Wu-Tang and American Saga. It tells the story of the RZA, the Jizza, You God, Inspector Deck, Rick Juan, the Chef, Method Man, the Ghostface Killer, ODB. It shows how they all came together. And I just wish to get into more of the music because they really go into depth about sub-characters who are not even members of the Wu-Tang Clan, like the RZA's brother, Divine. They really have a big backstory for him. And then um, their childhood friend, Power. I don't know where they're getting these names from. But I enjoy watching that show. I saw the trailer for Hawkeye. That is going to be great. I love to see that. So we got high school football coming up this week, week four. You don't want to miss it. Tomorrow we have two games in the Columbus area. We have Whitewater out of Fayetteville taking on Northside. Northside is 3-0. and And you have Shaw that's 0-2 taking on Carver that is 3-1. Like I said on the show yesterday, Russell County is 4-0 for the first time since 1998. And they will take on Lee Montgomery that's 2-2. Two that game will be played in Seal, Alabama. Don't want to miss that. The game of the week has been set for WBRL. It is Lafayette and Lynette. Lynette is a very talented program up 85 in East Alabama, taking on one of their key rivals for this area. A lot of teams are traveling, like Central is playing Enterprise, Auburn is playing Jefferson Davis. 
So we don't have a whole lot of regional matchups. A lot of teams are playing teams that are not in this area that are down in Montgomery. So the Park Crossing Eufaula game has been canceled because Park Crossing had a COVID outbreak. So Eufaula will be credited with the win. And wrapping up your high school matchups for this week, you have Noonan taking on Harris County. Harris County's only played two games. They finally have a home opener there in Hamilton, Georgia, where they will take on Noonan. Troop County will take on Spencer. That game will more than likely be played at A.J. McClung. But you also have Columbus taking on Jordan. Two games on Friday. Prattville is taking on Dothan. That's a 7A matchup there in the same division with Central and Auburn. And then you have Kendrick taking on LaGrange. Kendrick lost to Carver last week. And now they take on the Grangers, who look very impressive after beating Columbus. They are now 3-0 on the season. And some of the other games, you got Beauregard taking on Central Clay County and Glenwood taking on Springwood. A lot of teams with buys this week, including St. Anne's, Pacelli's, Brookstone, Calvary Christian, Smith Station, and Hardaway. I just get excited about high school football as we get closer towards playoff time. We can actually see which teams will make the playoffs. And then, of course, we have college football this week. One of the things I look forward to is being able to not necessarily sit on the couch and watch all the games, but check scores on the phone and then watch highlights later in the evening because Saturday is going to be a yard work day. A perfect time to actually put the headphones in and listen to some games on the radio while I am doing yard work. Two games that I'm intrigued about that I can't wait to see, Alabama and Florida. That is the 3.30 game on CBS, and Alabama will go to the Swamp. Alabama has beaten Florida. The the last time Florida has beaten Alabama was 2008. Nick Saban has owned Florida since then. These two teams played in the SEC championship multiple times, including last year. The Crimson Tide won 52-46. This should be a bigger game than they're making it out to be. Because I think Florida could be ranked in the top five. We don't necessarily know what type of team Florida is. They lost Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts. They lost they lost Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts, and Kavarius Tony to the NFL. And there's still a debate who is going to be the starting quarterback for the Gators. Is it going to be Emory Jones? Or is it going to be Richardson? And of course, at nighttime, we have a couple of ranked teams. Auburn is going to Happy Valley to take on Penn State. Penn State is favored by six. And then Arizona State will take on BYU. That is the late game at 10.15 p.m. on ESPN. I mean, really, who stays up that late to watch football? If I was a big Pac-12 fan, I would. But I'm just not that big of a fan of those Pac-12 teams. Maybe when I first moved out to Georgia, I was watching a lot of the California teams because I was still invested in the California teams. Well, that is all the time I have on the show. I want to thank everybody that has listened to my show, downloaded my podcast. Don't forget that tomorrow I will have... Don't forget that tomorrow I will go into the preview of week two for the NFL. Will I will emphasize who you want to start, who do you want to sit in your fantasy league. So stay tuned for that show. And I hope that everybody has a great rest of your morning. Bye, everybody.
You've been listening to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been the Sports Beat with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.